Welcome to our podcast on substance use and mental health on campus. This will be a three-part series, each focusing on different different aspects of the topic. Medical, cultural, and historical perspectives. They can be listened to in any any order at your leisure. This episode will be breaking down uh, addiction in historical context. So, um... We aim, aim to tie out historically how Miami has dealt with substance use, use on campus, um, how that compares to basically like a national response to substance use. use. So, I mean, I mean, I guess we'll start at the very beginning, which is, uh, uh, I mean, we'll talk about, I guess, the, the poppy plant for sake of a timeline. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, the poppy plant has been used for, like, thousands of years. Ancient Egyptian, Egyptian, like, uh, ancient Egyptians were recorded using it, uh, uh, as well as other civilizations, um, and, and it's merely because, because that's where opium comes from, um, and it's been used since essentially like the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, morphine eventually isolated from opium, which happened in the early 1800s, like very early 1800s. Um, which obviously played a big part in an American context during the Civil War. So wounded soldiers, soldiers treated with morphine, um, which eventually led to to a widespread morphine addiction among veterans of war. Um, products like heroin were sold over the counter in the form of form of cough syrup in the 1800s up until until about 1912, um, which is just something I don't think people know about. Mm-hmm. And that people don't consider. Yeah, yeah. But eventually, um, there was the Harrison Narcotics Tax Act of 1914, which started heavily, heavily taxing uh, substances. And in 1920s, the National Prohibition Act, which I'm sure we are, we are all aware of that had happening. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then there there was the United Narcotic Drug Act. Uh, um, Eventually, this led led to like banning essentially all substances um, in the early 1900s, which is ba- essentially when it was decided that people who use those substances should should be thrown in jail. Um, this is obviously motivated by things other than wanting sub- substance abuse to st- stop. I mean, we talked about this was ra- ra- like racially motivated. It's politically motivated. It, right. You know, there's a lot of th- things that go into that. But um, historically, the war on drugs has had this kind of sentiment like um, if you use or, or abuse drugs or other substances, um, you deserve to go to prison for that. Right. Um has been proven time and time and again to not be an, be an effective response. Yeah, prison jail is not, not rehabilitation. No. And that just goes back, goes back to relative versus retributive justice. Right, right. Where mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, like, do people need, need to be heavily punished for things like, like that? Or should we have some some type of education program, program instead so that they can be rearranged to, to society? Whatever. Um, but right. that's not what we're gonna, we're gonna be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely different um, subject. Subject still very interesting and important. Right, right. Um, so I guess that's kind of like a very, very bare bones timeline of 
what we're working with, and um, especially the war on drugs is, is uh, general attitude has that like people deserve to rot in jail for drugs. Yeah. Well, also just just um, I'd say that the framework for the war on drugs um, only applies to how how Miami has handled uh, substance use, use, and addiction on campus, um, and not not in a sort of, of you know, incarceration aspect, but in the aspect of just say no, or or it it's, it only only takes force, right. I think is, is another yeah and yeah. where you know like just just the idea of the ad where there's an egg in a frying pan and it's boiling and then this is <laughs> or not bo- 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 like, yeah this is what your brain's like on drugs <laughs> um and like even implementing dare programs in elementary schools and you're shown like these horrible videos and giving these horrible um descriptions of what what happened to you if you you even try xyz one time or whatever so so i think that um on campus at least like from a uh, administrator sort of standard there's a similar attitude of yeah. don't do it like just just don't do don't do it if you do it this is what will happen and you know maybe it's 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 not as harsh and cutthroat as just say say no right or or like the dare programs like you know you know if you do this you're gonna go to jail and then your right. life your life's be ruined and uh like not so much like, like that and mine right. does have a good a good samaritan policy um yeah. which you can can only use one time i, I believe um i didn't know that part i think it i, I think it, it is one time if you're um all intoxicated oh my god okay all right like yeah. you have like a use for for a good samaritan but then you, you can't just keep you just keep using it and not get in trouble yourself like you, you can still like, and you should. Right. If somebody needs help, like, but yeah, I, I think that only get at yeah. least that. That's what I, I was told my orientation in June of 2019. <laughs> um, <laughs> Things have changed since then. Right. But you know, historically, I think that it seems you know you know this is how Miami has dealt with substances on campus not not even just addiction or misuse in general but just the use of substances same sort of framework as the war on drugs and just you know yeah yeah definitely um and obviously that doesn't work no um actually you you know it it's so so contrastive to the perceived and the actual environment of the university right yeah it's it's like um like you said it's basically translating the um attitude of the war on drugs onto to like a our cam- like uh putting it onto, onto our camps and it's like um i think it's called like like drug tolerance policy yeah um and th- and this yeah of road tolerance for drugs <laughs> Or like, or like drug use doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it for longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's not, not um, like ever even going to be a prob- probable thing is that there will ever be zero substance in any capacity. 
Right. right. Um, and I think, uh, you know, just to give a little, I don't know, you know humility check, I, I guess, to these big institutions that listen to this. But, um, having, like, that zero policy increases, like, the idea, or it, it just increases the, the probability that people people will use use irresponsibly. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. Go Sorry. Ahead. No, please. <laughs> use use and then also, like, not take the steps to, you know, make get help if they need it right because so stigmatized and it's something you know you feel like like oh i shouldn't even doing this in the first place it's embarrassing like it's like what am i supposed to do like this is a me problem this is a moral failure right like like, right right and like having that whole slogan that's like because i remember that like dare dare doing it where it's like not even once or whatever yeah. Um. Like. Like. Don't once. Or like. If you use once one time, you're hooked. It's like a big one too, and that's not factually correct. Because, like, um. And this is talked about in the, in that TED talk we were talking about in, in the cultural cell segment, um, with Yohari, where he talks about how, um, you know, you know, most people have probably, quote unquote, done heroin before, because if you think, if you think of morphine as just a form of heroin, and it's like morphine is used in, um hospitals all the time pain management um and like derivatives of that are used all the time for pain management right. and people didn't become, become addicted to after using it one time like in a hospital and they've and, and they've given a you know they've been given fairly accurate accurate dose a drug has, has you could say been used responsibly so it's like not even once or like using once in your hooked is just just true it's, it's promoting a false narrative right and people I think that's not as common as it's purported that someone tries, or I say it's common at all, um, that someone tries a drug and then is just kind of addicted from 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 then and and then it's just just over. Right, right. You know, there's environmental and cultural aspects to it where someone tries a drug they're looking for an escape or maybe that's a bridge to another person or a group of people as we previously discussed in our cultural episode and you just you just said that whatever you're trying to escape or move toward or or whatever is you know using things worth that right um and not really i tried heroin and now i am fully dependent on it after one use Right. Um, and sort of purporting these narratives in a false sense and then having it trickle down into universal policy and, and then in our own personal perceptions and vocabulary as all we regard. Um, um, substance misuse, addiction, substance use in gen- general is really counterproductive right. and un- unhealthy to everybody but it's especially people who who are suffering right. who are going through this right yeah yeah that was really well put i think that um actually because this has a pretty sizable history like this you know 
and and we talked about this. I mean, well, there's overlap between this segment and, and the cultural segment. Well, there's overlap between all three of them because you can't can't necessarily separate them. But one of the one of the other right. things we got was like how um like this this attitude and I lost my train of train of thought. Oh God, it's okay. Jeez, I would say something and it, and it was so good. It's okay. What were you we talking about? Oh, we were talking about um. Okay, yeah, because this hit like because this, this has a pretty lengthy history and it's so well established now that like this is the attitude we should have have towards people who like may or may not use sub- substances like drugs or alcohol. Um, um because because it's so well established, it's difficult to change. And I think that's why there's like like this whole thing that we talked about in the last segment, where it's, where it's like like all of this is really outdated, or a lot of this stuff is not source sourced like empirical data, like mm-hmm. the idea of like trying something once and you're hooked, you're hooked. That's just like that's just not correct. And um, um, I think that's why it it's been so difficult to like change change the narrative because historically this is how it's been for so long mm-hmm. that it's like. It is really, I, I mean, it, it's important to recognize that it, it is hard to change that, and that you know, even though there are there are people who have spent their whole careers like studying this and trying trying to figure out like the best best way to reach people who are who are, who are suffering, mm-hmm. just been so in, integrated in everything that we do. Like especially, I'm specifically thinking about, about mass incarceration, which is a whole a whole other problem that that you know, we will won't get into. But mm-hmm. um. It's just all can connect like that, and it, and it's um, and that's sort you know that's why we do this. We're doing this right, right? Is because there's been an, been an issue that prevalent for so long, and it's like why hasn't anything changed? And it's like well, it's right. established that that this is we should deal with it. I think that like like and as things have been shifting, especially like from a medical standpoint, um, as I said and. Um, both the medical section and the cultural uh, section of podcast, the, the way we'll talk about addiction and um, further, it re- it reinforces those ideas. Ideas, but also the power to, to deconstruct them, especially when it, when it's coming from places of authority. Yeah. Would that be from? academia or medical professionals or you know federal employees politicians the way that you do when you are like high up on like a hierarchical like soul hierarchy like a stri- stri- <laughs> right order, order, yeah. um it the way 